Welcome to Drawing Near, a verse-by-verse study of God's Word. Today on Drawing Near, we continue our examination of the trumpet judgments. We have already observed the devastations of hail and fire, something like a great mountain being cast into the sea, and a great star falling from heaven. As we continue our study, take your Bible and turn to the Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 8, and join us for the loss of light. Before we go to God's Word, let's pray together. Father in heaven, we come before you humbly acknowledging you as creator, as sustainer of all that there is. And Father, I wonder what this does to your heart to see what you have created, not only tainted by sin, but now being judged because of sin. I don't know that you take any pleasure in judgment. It is your will that none should perish, but all come to repentance. I ask, Father, that you would give us understanding. Not just understanding of the words that we study, but understanding of the nature of your actions. We long to know you better. We long to walk with you by faith in a way that honors and pleases you. So strengthen us and guide us. Open our eyes and our ears and help us to walk in a way that is worthy of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is in his name that we pray. Amen. When the first and second and third angels sound their trumpets, we see the earth struck. A third of the trees were burned up and all of the grass was burned up. We see that a third of the sea became blood, with a third of the living creatures dying and a third of the ships being destroyed. And then we see a third of the waters the fresh waters on the earth, the rivers and springs, being turned bitter. And then we noted that along with the obvious destruction, there has to be the fear, the worries, the confusion, the sheer panic that is experienced not only in the individual hearts of mankind, but in the governments as well. Remember, prior to these trumpet judgments, We've already seen in the previous six seals being opened, wars and calamity, death, the lack of peace, earthquakes and famines and pestilences. Over 25% of the earth's population has already died. We cannot begin to imagine what has happened to the world's economy, employment, and the supply of goods. The things that we are witnessing now in chapter 8 are happening after and on top of all of those judgments. And so after the vegetation and the seas and the waters have been struck, we come to the sounding of the fourth trumpet. In Revelation 8, verse 12, we read the following words. Then the fourth angel sounded, and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that a third of them were darkened. A third of the day did not shine, and likewise the night. Maybe more than anything else, natural disasters frighten us as human beings. Maybe it's because with wars, or economies, or unemployment, we think we can find a solution. But what solution is there to a hurricane, or a tornado, or an earthquake, or tsunami? What can we do to prevent natural disasters? Lightning and thunder terrifies many. 
the threat of high winds sends so many people into a panic. Natural disaster, or the threat of natural disaster, frightens us, it seems, more than anything else, because we are helpless to stop it. So imagine what happens when global humanity looks up into the skies and sees that a third of the sun, a third of the moon, and the third of the stars cease to shine. We are not told how, but with the opening of the fourth trumpet, God strikes a third of the sun. He strikes a third of the moon. He strikes a third of the stars, so that a third of them are darkened. Light is diminished. Light is lost. Daytime light and nighttime light. And I can't begin to comprehend the effects of this loss of light on the earth or in the solar system. But all of God's creation is being affected by this judgment against man's rebellion and sin. And then also a part of the fourth trumpet sounding, we read these words in verse 13. John says, I looked, and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the remaining blasts of the trumpet of the three angels who are about to sound. In this verse, the word angel flying through the midst of heaven is likely better translated eagle flying through the midst of heaven. It's the image of a bird of prey flying through the midst of heaven, seeing the carnage below it. He is saying, woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. There are three woes here, one woe for each of the three trumpet blasts that are yet to be sounded. The word woe is used throughout the scripture to herald the coming of judgment or condemnation. It is a word used to warn the recipients of the warning that God is about to move against their sin. It is also a call to action, to repent. As devastating as the prior trumpet blasts have been, what is coming now is worse. The inhabitants of the earth have to be warned of God's pending judgment. They will recognize that these judgments come from God, and yet they will refuse to repent. They will not concede. How stubborn and rebellious can we be to see all of these things happen in an unprecedented way, devastating, catastrophic, and yet not fall on our faces before a God that we know is acting against us and refuse to humble ourselves and repent and to accept his salvation. We can read in James chapter 4, verse 6, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. That is God's plea to us, that we would turn away from our pride, turn away from our sin, that we would humble ourselves before him, that we would lament and mourn and weep over our sin, our rebellion against God, 
and humble ourselves before the Lord, drawing near to him, and he will draw near to us, and he will save us and lift us up. What an amazing promise that God, whom we have rebelled against, whom we have rejected through our sin, offers to us salvation and forgiveness and will one day glorify his followers in heaven along with the Lord Jesus Christ. What an amazing promise. What an amazing opportunity. And yet so much of humanity, regardless of God's efforts, reject him. They want to go it alone. Their condemnation is just. Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy and grace, your patience toward us. Thank you for all the signs and the wonders, the evidences, the revelations of your existence, of your work, of your desire to redeem fallen man. I am so sorry that so many reject you. I pray that you would help me, help us, to turn to you with all of our heart, to embrace your love, mercy, and grace, to glorify you in our worship, not just on Sundays, but through all of our activities and all of our words every day. Stir up within us a sense of gratitude, thankfulness for your great acts of kindness toward us. Remind us in our hearts through your Spirit of how unworthy we are so that we would be that much more grateful. And Father, help us to continue to see the glory of your grace. We thank you for Jesus Christ, his sacrifice on the cross, his victory over sin, death, and the grave through his resurrection. And we thank you for the promised resurrection unto life for each who trust in Christ. Guide and direct us, work in our hearts and lives, continue to convince and convict people of their sin that they may repent and trust in Jesus. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.